Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 42. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. There is a lot going on right now in government, of course, uh, pertaining to better management. We talk about it on this program a lot. There's a lot going on outside of government, too. A lot of organizations that are trying to help uh, agencies and provide organizations with better tools to manage their jobs better. Many people say it. It's worth repeating. The majority of the federal workforce is outside Mm -hmm. the Beltway. Um, There are also public administration schools across the nation trying to prepare the next generation of public servants. The federal government has a really hard time recruiting those workforces. Um, So it's good that we focus some attention on what those folks are learning, what they're contributing to the conversation about good government, and how we can do a better job integrating them, recruiting them into the federal government. Our guest today is on the front lines of that effort. His uh, his name's Tom Ross, and he's with the Volcker Alliance. Tom, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us Thank today. Thank you. My pleasure to be with you. Give me a thumbnail of what the Volcker Alliance does and how it connects to the effort that Robert just talked about. Well, let me be sure people remember Paul Volcker first, yes. because uh, Mr. Volcker is the founder. Always good to play to the boss. There you right? go. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Mr. Volcker is the founder of the Volcker Alliance, but uh, as you you two guys know well, and most Americans do, uh, has served America in a variety of different capacities. Uh, He was in the Treasury, but he served most notably as Fed chair under President Carter and President Reagan, um, and then was also chair of the Economic Recovery Commission under Obama. So he's had a long, distinguished career in public service. He's known to be a straight shooter and somebody who isn't uh, leaning left or leaning right, but really is leaning for America. Mm-hmm. And so he created our organization out of his deep interest in good management for government. He believes that's a key to restoring trust in government, um, but that we all deserve uh, a government that works well, regardless of whether it's a big government or a small government. That's a separate argument. So he created the organization in 2013. Um, And since then, we've been about the business of trying to um, figure out how can we help government be better uh, at its work? How can we help on this issue of the talent pipeline that, uh, frankly, is, um, in our view, a bit of a crisis on the horizon? Because not only is uh, we having trouble attracting young people, only 6% of um, the federal workforce under, is under 30, whereas in the private sector, that's more like 24%. So you can see we're just not attracting young people. But people who are eligible to retire are a significant part of the workforce. Uh, something like 30% will be eligible in the next three to five years. So it's a crisis. Uh, I note that uh, we, we've got an empty chair here for a fellow who was going to join us, Dustin Brown. Uh, who is on sabbatical working for you. He's a senior OMB official, but furloughed, so he's not able to be with us. He was telling me uh, recently, before the shutdown, um, that we had an internship program that was well relied on by federal agencies to recruit top talent from the schools you're looking to improve. Um, At its heyday, we were recruiting about 40,000 interns, and because that program has gone away, we're now looking at about 4,000 um, a year. There's not a lot better data about a program's failure than that. 
we are in such desperate need of young, new talent in the federal government. That was a great tool. We no longer have that tool. What, that, that's true. And I think if you look in the private sector, look at this organization, Grant Thornton, look at lots of different organizations around the country, how do they get their best talent? Most often it's through internship-type programs, fellowships, internships, whatever, that give them the chance to bring that talent in, encourage the talent, see it, understand it, but also uh, show it the opportunity for innovation and for excitement in the workplace, and people end up working there. Government's missing out on that opportunity completely. Uh, and yet there's a lot of exciting, innovative stuff that happens in our government. Uh, and there are a lot of young people that would really enjoy that work, but they're not exposed to it. Um, and so it is a real problem that we don't have very good pathways into government. Yeah, I can go to a public administration school, interview half dozen, dozen students, make job offers that day or very shortly there, thereafter for the day they graduate. 106 days average uh, from the time of uh, offer to actual or time of uh, interview to a, uh, an offer being able to be fulfilled, partially because of the need for uh, security clearance, but just uh, the bureaucracy doesn't work quickly. Um, mm. And the hiring uh, authorities aren't as free as they need to be to really go after talent. What kind of an effort has been made to connect with the talent that the government should be trying to attract to understand? How much of the problem is the 108 days idea, and how much is of it is if they, if we were able to hire them faster into government, they might not really be interested in doing it anyway for whatever reason? Well, I think there are a lot of reasons that are barriers to people coming into government. Uh, one of them is the kind of lack of opportunity to see what it's like and really understand what a job would be like. Uh, another is compensation for sure. Frankly, the um, federal shutdown really hurts us because that creates a an image about government that's not really a good one. You know, mm-hmm. private sectors, you know, those jobs just don't shut down on, the, on a whim and leave people with the inability to cover their, their daily living expenses and mortgages and so forth. So that does not help us for sure. One of the things we've done in the last few months, and this was actually an, an idea that Dustin brought to us, was to go outside of Washington where most federal government employees are. And and remember, there are about 2 million federal employees. Um, There are 20 million people that work in government around the country. So most of them are in state and local government. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to go out and talk to and learn from both people that are in federal government, in state and local government, what are their issues around recruitment? What are the problems they have? What are the barriers they face? And as part of these sessions that we did, we did four of them around the country, and we did them in partnership with various universities. We did one at Carnegie Mellon, one at the University of North Carolina, one at, uh, in Kansas City in cooperation with the University of Kansas, and one with uh, uh, the University of Texas LBJ School. And we had students involved. And so students were able to talk about what it is that attracts them or doesn't attract them into government. And we learned a great deal. What are the things that make them want to do it, and what are the things that make them say, no thanks? And is there a difference between what makes them say, no thanks, to working for the feds, and what makes them say, I'm not interested in working at state and local level? Well, I I think the first thing to say is that students, at least in my experience, and I used to 
be more he- heavily involved in higher education than I am now. But understatement uh, of the year. Yeah, well, no my my experience tells me that students really want to serve. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They want to serve, and that that opportunity to serve is as important as compensation to them. It's not the only thing because remember, many of them are coming out with debt, and mm-hmm. they've got to have enough money to be able to pay their debts and have a family, and all those other things are important. Uh, but they do want to serve, so that's the motivation. Um, I think what they're missing is a real understanding of how their service can matter. Mm-hmm. Um, because people in this generation that are coming out of school now, they want to make a difference quickly. Um, they can do that in government, oftentimes more quickly than in, private, in the private sector, because mm-hmm. there are going to be lots of opportunities in government, but they don't know that. When it comes to compensation, um, you know, government is way behind, no question about it. But again, I think they, they hear only salary. They don't think about some of the other benefits of being in government, um, which are sometimes uh, healthy and good mm-hmm. compared to some private sector jobs. So a lot of it's education. But remember, coming out of public policy schools, uh, it's a very, very small percentage. I think if my last look at it was something less than 5% of those students are going directly into government at any level. But many more of them are going into their city and state governments than they are the federal government, in part because local universities in the region of a state uh, or local government are more connected with the government. And Mm -hmm. that's part of why we went out in this government to university initiative that we're beginning is to see see that the the beauty of that regional connection, uh, and to take advantage of universities in the region. But but remember, not only can they feed students into local and state government, but they have a lot of federal employees oftentimes in their area, and they don't even know they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that networking is really going to be an important piece of what we do. Uh, one of our favorite words here at FedHeads is Arcana, and one of the one of the um, institutions you're working with are the federal executive boards. These are uh, organizations in usually local areas that include representation from the federal agencies with presences in that locality to improve collaboration, shared resources, uh, joint recruitment. That's really one of the waves you're trying to ride to get these communities outside the Beltway to work together at the federal level. Is that right? For sure. Um, I should say that before Dustin Brown joined us, I had no idea what a federal executive board was. I'd never heard of one. Um, and, And yet I think they can be a real key for us as we move forward because Um, of all the reasons you say. They're connected to all the agencies in the area, to employees in the area. Um, They can pull people together. They can be part of what we hope will be uh, uh, an ongoing collaboration between universities and government, and not just the federal government, but state and local government. Uh, We're really eager to, to, to tie these different entities together because we think the opportunities are rich uh, for them to improve recruitment, not only to the federal government, but to state and local government, to to improve the value of universities to government at, at every level around research. Uh, and the FEBs can be a really critical sort of hub for that activity and, um, it, and certainly be part of that collaboration uh, because they do have their own network and their own connections and their own ability to um, invest and to encourage uh, and to support. And so um, it's also been interesting to learn that there there's not one everywhere. 
Um, and there needs to be, it seems to us. And so um, we're learning a lot at this point. We still have a long way to go to know exactly how this will play out, but uh, it's been really, really encouraging so far. So you mentioned research. It's really one of the founding principles of the Volcker Alliance to improve the extent to which schools' research actually can be applied in the federal government. Um, I've read so many studies uh, that have been conducted by research institutions uh, that were had an intent um, to be useful to government but missed the mark. Talk about how this effort or the Volcker Alliance's efforts generally are trying to fix that. Either missed the mark or were put on a shelf somewhere and no one knew about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I first came to the Volcker Alliance in all candor, uh, we were in the business of producing reports um, and not necessarily in the business of using those reports to catalyze change, to really get out and try to impact uh, the way government operates and is managed in an effective way. And so we've got a lot to learn in that area. But I, I, here's the thing. If there's a, a place and a way for universities to connect with government uh, and really know what government's problems are and what it is that needs to be solved, the opportunity for the university to get in there and actually do something is going to be much improved as opposed to the model we use now, which is universities have faculty and they do research. It may or may not be tied to a government problem. It may not be something the government can really use. And so we're hoping with these um, government-to-university initiative that we're involved in, and and particularly if we can establish some regional councils that can bring these organizations together, that it'll it'll be a table to which um, government can bring their problems and say, we need these things solved, Um, and universities can jump in and solve them. When I was running the University of North Carolina, we had – a wonderful collaboration uh, with Delta Force, um, the special operations uh, forces in Fort Bragg. And we had a special unit of faculty that were uh, all had security clearance, um, and uh, they would meet with people from Delta Force and find out what their problems were and, you know, what did they run into on the battlefield and what could we do to help them um, change things, make things better for them and for their life in combat. And, you know, a lot of it is stuff that was and still is secret, so I can't talk about the outcome. There's a movie here somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, but but I'm telling you, there were some some incredible changes that were made as a result of that because the university people really contributed, and the Delta Force people loved them. Um, That's a very small example of what could happen if we are able to build these networks around the country. We're just about out of time. As I listen to you describe that vision, I hear – Dustin's input in this because it sounds exactly like what Margaret Weicker's trying to do with the gear center that she's standing up. There seems to be a natural hand in glove um, action there. And it's just a shame that he was not able to be with us today. It is. We, we kept his chair open just in case there was a last-minute breakthrough in the negotiations. Well, and actually, I'm getting some inspiration from the chair, which is really, well, okay. you know, which is amazing. But <laughs> but I think you're right. There is a connection. Doesn't even need, maybe it's better without him in the room. <clears throat> yeah, well, who knows? Who knows? I, I, I think there is a connection, but it's not um, – the, the, our vision, of course, includes state and local government, mm-hmm. which makes it a little bit broader. Uh, but the connection between the, the regional approach and a national solutions um, sort of going back and forth can be powerful. And so we're hoping that we can have an opportunity to talk with, uh, with Margaret more about this because I think it is something that will be of great interest to her. In addition to uh, talking about Arcana, we also like to talk about measuring success. It's the influence of my friend to my right. 
Uh, how will you measure success, and what are kind of the goals you're laying out for yourself toward that end for 2019 with the beginning of the year when people are thinking about that kind Well, of thing? I think the first thing we hope to do in 2019 is stand up some of these regional councils. We'd like to – our goal is to get four up and running this year. Uh, it will take resources, time, effort, uh, energy, but we think that's critically important. And then, you, you know, we, we learned during the efforts we were doing that the networking itself will be really valuable, but we also hope to see some real – tangible changes uh, made at, at these regional levels. Um, you know, one small example, which I've mentioned to some people before, is that, you know, right now, a lot of the hiring people out in the regions uh, believe that the job description uh, that they post on USA Jobs is the job description they have to send to everybody, to the schools, to everybody. They don't know that they can be much more creative than that, perhaps, and, 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 and write a job. Be, probably. Yeah, and probably should be, mm-hmm. and write a job description that's actually enticing to people and, and draws them in. That's a very small example, but you can imagine one of these regional councils coming up with some of those job descriptions that then get shared all around the country. So there are a lot of things like that where I think we hope to see some immediate change. Uh, but the overall goal is to increase the pipeline of talent. Uh, into government at, at all three levels, but particularly at the federal level. That's where the biggest crisis and need is, and that's where, frankly, there's a lot of innovative opportunity for students. Well, Tom, we appreciate you being with us and talking about this. It's right in the pocket of what we like to talk about on this program. And if you see Dustin, please tell him that we're so sorry that he couldn't be here today. I will, but, you know, he, he's been on sabbatical with us, and he can't even work for us during this furlough period. The whole period, thing is so. just a shame. It we're, is. It is. But if I not, see him, I'll let you know. Let him know not, you're thinking you. about him. Let's thank not go down much. the shut, shut down rat hole. Good luck right. to you, Tom. Thank you. We're rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friends. Good to see you as always. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.